Hey guys, it's the Italian Stallion, Jimmy Pilato. Uh, just wanted, I had to, a quick announcement to make before we get into this new episode of Center of Attention. Thank you guys for downloading and listening and, and being supporters of the podcast. Um, I talk about it in this episode, but we just passed 500 total plays, which is something I wasn't sure we would get to. Uh, I know I promised that we would start doing a video portion of this show as well. Unfortunately, uh, none of the equipment that I have is able to record for long enough. Um, I think my phone wa- was only able to record for about 12 minutes, and then I tried to record it on my uh, camera on my computer, and that one also wasn't working. So um, it's going to be a little bit longer before we get the video portion up and running. Um, I'll be sure to try and get some more behind-the-scenes stuff so that you do have something to watch and, and if I think I have a, a really good segment of the show I'll, I'll try and put that out there through the YouTube channel through the Twitter page um, I apologize for getting your guys hopes up I thought that I had everything figured out but it's going to be a little bit longer before we can get that up and running um, I'm probably going to put some more money into this thing and invest in a camera and some uh, maybe some external audio and, and recording equipment but uh yeah that's i just wanted to get that out there before we got into this episode so that i know you guys were expecting to have a new video up but uh we weren't unfortunately i'm not able to get that done um i'll figure it out and and hope the next time that i announce that we're gonna have a video portion of the podcast we will still gonna do the two podcasts a week i do think that that is gonna be uh, sticking around f- as a, a fixture for this show. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people out there who, um, it, I'm not going to say that my sports opinions are the best, but I do think that there's a lot of people out there who enjoy listening to my opinions on sports and whether or not they want to debate me while they're listening to the show or anything like that, it's up to them. But, uh, We'll be doing the sports podcast Monday. This is coming out Thursday. If you're listening to this, it's already been that Thursday. Uh, happy April Happy April Fools, everybody. I'm recording this on April Fool's Day. And uh, please like the show, subscribe to the show, follow it if you're listening on Spotify so that new episodes pop up every week. And then also, if you please, please, please can rate and review the podcast as well. That's how we move up the charts and that's how we get a little bit more recognition. Um, I'm hoping we, right now we just had the anchor sponsorship that you guys have already heard. Um, I'm hoping to get more sponsors to this show. If you want me, want to work out something and, and want to get involved in the podcasting platform and, and have a product that I can endorse, um, feel free to email me at, uh, james.pilatoiii at gmail.com and, and just put in the subject line that it was a endorsement um, opportunity and I'll get back to you and we can work that out and, and all that kind of stuff but uh, that's basically it just working through uh, trying to get you guys the best content out there and um, unfortunately didn't have the ability to do the video podcast. I'm pretty disappointed about that, but I hope that you guys enjoy this episode anyways. And uh, we'll be back again Monday for the sports episode of Center of Attention. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's roll. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. What is up, everybody? Super excited for this week's episode of Center of Attention. Uh, it's the Italian Stallion, Jimmy Pilato, back. And uh, this is going to be the first episode that's also going to be on our Center of Attention YouTube channel. So a little bit of a new thing coming at you now. But, uh, I mean, I, I tried to s- say it a little bit, I guess, in the um, trailer that was put on that YouTube channel the other or last week, last Friday, um, tried to say why I decided I wanted to do that, but um, it basically comes down to I was listening to some of the 
more popular podcasts that I, I've been, I've told you guys that I enjoy listening to, like uh, Fighter and the Kid and uh, Joe Rogan Experience. They were all saying that um, even though people are stuck at home during these times, and um, I just hope that everybody's still happy and healthy and everybody's staying safe. I know that this is one of the weirder times I th- I can remember, at least. I know it's the weirdest time in my life that I can remember. I mean, I was alive during 9-11, but I wasn't old enough to understand what was going on or any of the changes or impacts that that had until um, I had to look back at it later. But this is definitely a strange time, so I, I hope everybody's staying healthy and trying to keep your mind as occupied as you can. I, I Even as somebody who is as introverted as I am, this is not any fun for me either. Like, it, it makes you appreciate how much other people do matter in your life and how much human interaction and human contact and all that stuff does play a role in, in the world that we live in today. Even though we're, I would say, super selfish society, I say that as I'm recording myself in my dorm room so that you guys can listen and watch my podcast this week. But I do think that this is going to show people that we have a little bit more um, connection, even though we might not think about it as much as um, as much as we probably should. We have a lot more connection to everybody, and um, this is a tough time for a lot of people, and especially if you're if you're not able to go to work uh, when you work at a job that doesn't have the remote capabilities i know that that could be super tough um and and i just hope that everybody keeps going through this i think that we're going to get through it fairly quickly fairly easily hopefully it doesn't last for as long as they're thinking that it's going to um i also don't know if it i think uh, if they wanted to try and extend this further than what they're already if they wanted to extend the quarantine further than what they already said, um, they they would have a lot of pushback, um, even more than there there's already been. But anyways, we don't have to get into all that just yet. Just need you needed to remind you guys, please um, like and subscribe to the show if you're listening audio. Um, any of the platforms, any of the apps that you can download onto your phone, whether you have an Apple or uh, Android. Um, phone you can download uh, the podcast to them and it to your device if you're listening on spotify follow it'll pop up in your feed every time that a new episode comes out and um, if you're on any of the other podcasting platforms just audio only like apple Podcasts, stitcher um, google play all that kind of stuff be sure to subscribe to the channel they'll automatically download the new episodes to your phone um, and we're starting to do Two, two a week. I said this also in the trailer that I put out last Friday, but I'm going to move to doing two a week because I do know that there's a, a good portion of the listeners out there that would just rather me talk about sports um, and are more interested in, in some of the stuff that I have to break down some of the things that I see in the world of sports. A little bit tough at this point, but I do think that um, there's still enough going on that we can make a whole show out of, out of sports topics and... Uh, That'll start coming out Monday. So this Monday, after you're listening or watching this, this is um, Monday, April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. Um, But the Monday following this episode, you'll be able to catch a more sports-centered show on the audio platforms and the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the videos, leave your comments, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like about the show. Um, and if you have suggestions on stuff that I should talk about, you think that I'm missing something important, feel free to send, shoot me a, a direct message on Twitter or, or tweet at me, comment on the YouTube page. I'll be looking through a lot of those comments and um, just trying to grow this, this podcast because I, I really enjoy doing this. And um, it, it does seem a little bit self-centered and at, at some point I think that that's okay. This is one of the ways that I can take my mind off everything else that's going on. So if I'm feeling um, frustrated or anything like that, I love doing the podcast. And I hope you guys all still enjoy listening to it. Thank you guys for listening to uh, last week's episode with Dom, Quarantine Recap Week 1. I wasn't sure if I was going to be coming back to Gunnison after uh, we left for spring break. And we Dom and I recorded that last episode the Monday uh, going into spring break. So... 
We still weren't certain as to whether or not I would have to come back. I knew that there was a good possibility Western wasn't going to shut down their campus completely. And since they didn't shut it down completely, uh, resident assistants um, are still seen as um, essential personnel. So we did have to come back, and we're going to be here for the remainder of the school year, quote-unquote, as now that everybody is moving to online schooling. Um, It's a definite switch to how things normally work down here. Um, It's, uh, I mean, especially being in a small town like this, and um, I'm very nervous about what this quarantine and the shutdown and all that kind of stuff is going to do to this community because um, there's a ton of places in town that when nobody can go out and congregate in more of a group than of 10, of 10 people, there's a whole bunch of businesses that I think could be struggling here in the near future. And that's upsetting because um, for as much as I, I did and didn't like my college experience, I do love the town of Gunnison. And I owe the person that I am today to a good portion of the person that I am today to Gunnison and finding my friends out here and um, being able to play football for Western like my dad did. That was something that I'd always wanted to do, at least play college football. So I'm nervous and I hope that um, this whole coronavirus thing gets kind of figured out at, at least at some point in the near future so that Gunnison doesn't fall too far behind everything else because we're pretty far behind as it is. Um, if you're a local, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We are the pretty much the definition of a, a mountain like resort town where people would just come to hang out and um, tourism would be a, is a big part of where the city gets their money and that's why there's a school in Gunnison. I mean, there'd be no point just to have a school in the middle of nowhere with the mountains if people didn't come and enjoy being here. I mean, I know plenty of people who were on like a, they were at over in the Lake City cabins about an hour away from here, and they go on their little horse riding tour, and then they come back here through Gunnison, and they find the school, and this is a good place to be. It's very easy, very quiet town. There's not a whole bunch that happens, so... um, I'm hoping that the city can bounce back when everything else is getting taken care of. Uh, some, uh, I guess I'll I'll release it now and I'll I'll let you guys know the winner. But we did a versus last week. Dom and I did one for the episode, and uh, we settled on um, Green Lantern versus Captain America. We I put it out on the Center of Attention Twitter. Follow the Center of Attention Twitter at COA Pod seventy three all caps. Um, and it was a tie on Twitter. I think it was there were six votes, so it was three to three on the Twitter page. So they were tied going into that, and then the Instagram poll. Um, Captain America ended up getting eight, and Green Lantern ended up getting six. So it, Green Lantern lost eleven to nine. You guys think that Captain America would beat Green Lantern in a fight? I don't know if you could tell by my sweatshirt or anything else. You know, I have the Superman book here on my desk too. I'm definitely a DC guy, so I was pretty upset. Not upset. I was disappointed, and it was interesting just to see how many people did think that Captain America was going to beat uh, Green Lantern. I thought that it, it, I thought I made a really good um, argument for why Green Lantern would have won, but you guys spoke, and, and it was going to be a listener listener's thing to decide. So um, that's. One of the big news, that's some of the big news for the podcast from last the last episode that we put out. Um, the other big news, and this happened just recently today, as a whole, over the last, I believe there's 18 episodes of Center of Attention in the uh, audio catalog that if you're watching on YouTube and you didn't get to, you just started watching when we started putting up the videos, um, if you have the time, I would recommend going back and listening to some of the episodes that we did earlier. Um, I mean, Garrett was a super popular episode. Him and I were playing uh, NCAA 14. We had a series going um, back and forth. We started it when we were freshmen. And then I, I believe it was like the 11th game that we were playing. Um, it was right before he graduated. He graduated at semester. 
and uh, that was a lot of fun to record. People enjoyed that one. Uh, a lot of people like to listen to Lauren's episode. Um, talked a little bit about her animal science major and and going to school up in uh, Fort Collins. And then Christian and Marissa's episodes were really good. If you have the time, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has the time at this point. Um, and you're interested, go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast. And uh, I think that I have a lot of really cool guests that have been on so far. And uh, the big news is we've hit over 500 total plays. So for the however many 20 episodes that we've put out, we have over 500 listens um, between spread out between all those episodes, which is awesome. Um, I'm not going to lie, when I started this show, I wasn't entirely certain how popular it was going to be, whether or not people were going to want to sit there and listen to me talk for an hour. And uh, I still worry about that sometimes. I still think that maybe I'm not given the most interesting content to put out there. I mean, I'm putting out content that I enjoy. And it's something that I would listen to. I do listen to all the episodes back just to so I can see if I do listen back and hear something that I did wrong. Um, That's why I listen to all the episodes so I can try and change that um, for the future. But I'm super grateful for the 500 uh, plays that we have so far. Hopefully that continues to grow. And like I said, I want to grow this thing to the point where um, we we just have a whole bunch of listeners and and we create our own little community. So I think that's the best part about podcasts is that if you get a loyal fan base and people uh, talk to each other about the show and and they tell each other what's good and what they like about it, it can spread and spread. Um, I, I'm not going to make the, the viral joke since uh, I feel like it would be in poor taste with the current situation that we're in as a country. But I do think that that is a good way to be able to try and grow this thing. And everybody can use a distraction at this point with everything, with where we are um, with the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, thank you guys for listening so far, and, and I hope you guys continue to listen and watch. And um, I, I'd like to get some more interaction with the listeners. And um, if you guys have any idea that you want me to talk about or, you know, something like that, uh, don't be shy. Like, I'll it sound it sounds fairly simple because obviously I'm not that popular but I'm it's not like I'm not going to see it I don't get that many notifications on on a lot of my stuff so if you do tweet at me tell me something that you like tell me something that I could work on I'll get back to it I'll be able to look through it and um have a little back and forth with you and and who knows maybe um you come up with a a new segment on the podcast that everybody really likes so um yeah if if you do want to reach out reach out at the center of attention twitter page at coa pod 73 my twitter is just at jimmy pilato and um youtube like i said comments and, and on all and all that kind of stuff um but yeah this is my first video podcast so i'm not necessarily nervous but i am I feel a little bit like Ricky Bobby. I'm not quite sure what to do with my hands. Um, but I just pulled up a couple cool, uh, interesting news stories that I found before I, I started recording. I didn't want to talk a whole bunch about the coronavirus stuff because I know that that's basically everything anybody's talking about. And um, I actually have a, a pretty big problem with how the media has handled it so far. and uh, I... I not going to say that I know the perfect solution to what's going on, but I can tell you that it's not what's been happening with major news outlets. Uh, it makes me a little bit sick because I do want to go into a journalistic field, sports journalism. It falls under that category. Um, but just the way seeing the it's it's slime slimy the way that these media outlets are using this virus to try and garner more ratings and more clicks. I really don't think that they care the damage that they're causing. I think they're causing a whole bunch more damage than they are helping anything because you sit down and watch a 30-minute segment on the news and you hear 
how the death toll just continues to rise and the curve isn't going to flatten out. We're going to be quarantined for this long. We're going to be quarantined for this long. Everybody should just shut down and, and nobody should go anywhere. And then you hear, if you look hard enough and find the right sources, yes, this is the, I'm not saying that the virus doesn't um, garner the attention that it gets because it, from everything that I've heard, people who have had it say that it, it's not comfortable at all. Um, I don't think that it's as deadly as some of the other diseases that we've had to deal with. And um, it's deadly for a certain portion of the population, but for a lot of people, I don't think that it's it's pretty just a really bad flu. And um, with the way that it's being spun and manipulated in the media world really just kind of makes you upset a little bit and it makes you question um where we're at in society when when the news cares more about ratings than they do about actually giving people information that could help them or or not help them but at, at least they would be if the news wasn't trying to spin this and use it as a weapon then i could see the argument that they're doing their job and they're getting the information to the people who need it but at this point, I think they're just trying to scare people. And the scarier your news headline could look, the more people you're going to get to click on it. And I think that's the big thing that they're trying to do. Speaking of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, Universal Studios, the big movie studio in Los Angeles, is actually uh, feeling a, a good amount of pressure from this as well. They had a couple big movies set to... Um, debut here in the next couple months they were going to have uh, Wicked which is based off the, the hit Broadway play um, kind of like a spin-off of The Wizard of Oz and uh, Minions the new Minions movie was going to be released this summer both of those have been moved back to 2021 um, yeah it says Rise of Gru it actually wasn't even uh, the Minions Rise of Gru wasn't even able to be finished um, because it was planned on, on being released in July. And now they completely had to change their whole lineup and the way that they were going to put out their new movies. Because um, Minions is actually taking the place of... Minions got moved back a whole year, like I said. They, they were going to come out in July 2020. And now it's not looking like they're going to get it out until July 2021. And uh, Wicked was originally supposed to be put out uh, December 22nd, 2021. And now Wicked's actually going to be pushed out even farther. And uh, Sing 2 is going to be taking Wicked's place. Um, it's just, it's probably warranted. And I know that people couldn't work. Um people couldn't work especially with every the way that everything ha happened especially in the in the country but the summer movie season has already taken a hit with the recent postponements of Wonder Woman 1984 F9 and Ghostbusters Afterlife and a handful of films have been taken off the calendar including Lin-Manuel Miranda's Into the Heights or In the Heights excuse me and Black Widow so uh it's another one of those things where this has never really happened before, or at least not in a long, long time. Um, but I think that this is gonna, going to affect... I, I almost wonder if the shutdown was more detrimental than just trying to figure out how to deal with the virus and continue as business as usual. Because by the time that we actually come out of this quarantine... And it's safe to go back to work. However you want to interpret that is fine. It's probably, it's going to take another two months after we're allowed to leave the house again for everything to actually go back to normal. Especially, I'm not an expert in the stock market, so I'm not going to say specifically, but I do know and there are people around me who are very interested in the stock market. And I know that it's as low as it has been since the last recession back in 2008. And um, I think that the reaction was probably the right one to shut everything down for now. But I also don't think that it's going to be 
a good thing for the world moving forward. I think that this is going to be a problem that we're going to have to deal with a lot. And hopefully it opens everybody's eyes up to the fact that we aren't invincible. I think that was the main thing that um, just as a whole, the entire world, I thought, I think the human, there's a good portion of people who think that human beings are untouchable and we're going to be here in, in the dominant species for as long as we can. But we haven't actually been here that long in the grand scheme of things. And uh, this has happened before. Like, this isn't the first disease that came out of nowhere and just completely tarnished a a place. And it's really not even as deadly as as it could be. I think we need to get out in front of it. And I do think that that's something that uh, is going to be changed by this. And I think that they're going to start taking some of these a little bit more seriously now. But it's... uh, not a fun place to be when you end up on the backside of something and having to cover, basically cover your ass when you weren't actually taking something seriously. Huh. I'll tell you, it's tough trying to get through this quarantine without running out of things to do. Luckily, I my room actually feels really empty compared to what it has been in the past. Um... My dad and sister came up last week to get my sister's stuff. She just, she's not coming back to campus. She's going to just finish out the rest of the online schooling at home. Um, and I gave a good portion of my stuff to them so that I didn't have to completely pack down my car when I do get to leave, uh, which is just over a little bit, a little bit over a month away. But I, I just, I don't want to, dwell on this and I don't want to take up more more time than um, I should just because the virus is is the main thing to talk about right now but it does it affects so many other aspects of life that I think that is it is warranted and I'm honestly not sure it it makes what was going to be a pretty unsure time for myself I'm just going to speak personally what it's going to take what was going to be pretty nerve-wracking and anxious is going to make it even worse because I was already stressing out about trying to find a job and, and moving on to the next phase of my life after graduation. And now I don't get a commencement, so I don't get that recognition. Um, and I'm not sure how long it's going to take before the job market fi- corrects itself. Um, I think the silver lining out of this is going to be that when everything comes back and starts going back to normal, there's going to be so many sports that maybe the different outlets that are covering them are going to want more people working there so that they can cover as much as they can. Because as it stands now, when everything comes back, it's going to be fairly certain that the NFL hasn't canceled their draft yet. They could do that by the time this releases tomorrow or at some point in the future, near future here. But after the draft, if we are able to come out like end of April, early May, uh, basketball would pick right back up and there'd be a whole bunch. I think they're not sure if they're going to go just to the playoffs, but they'd have whatever games that they're going to do for the rest of the regular season, go right into the playoffs. Hockey's coming right back into the playoffs. Um, We're not going to have the Olympics, unfortunately, but we'll start to have some preseason, more preseason football stuff. Camps will start up again and uh and then you go right into baseball too baseball is going to have to start fairly soon once everybody comes back too so there's going to be tons of stuff moving going on um it's just interesting because i was already nervous about graduating and i already have a lot of anxiety about what i'm going to do in the next phase of my life and now i have to navigate that in a time where nobody has been in, in a long time. Like, nobody has had to come out of a quarantine situation, especially in the U.S. for, uh, I don't even know when the last time was the country was quarantined. I know the last time that something was hitting the country as bad as this was probably the Spanish flu. Um, and even that wasn't as much of a widespread panic because there wasn't news outlets that covered cross-country. So you're only, um, so to put it in perspective as to how the coronavirus went, 
Idaho, I think, was the last state to not have any cases reported, uh, but they wound up getting some. But if you lived in Idaho back during the Spanish flu era and nobody around you had the Spanish flu, but yet most of the country is catching this thing and having to deal with this really deadly virus, you wouldn't have known that. And um, that is, I think that's what makes this the next few months so interesting and so unsteady is because we haven't had to deal with that for a long time. I don't think we've ever had to deal with that. And, um, yeah, that's, for whatever reason, it's almost like whenever a senior year happens in my family, something big has to happen as well that makes it completely uncertain as to how anything is going to be handled. My my senior year of high school, starting that year off, was when my dad got sick. My dad ended up being in the hospital uh, with diverticulitis, and he was very close to dying. And then this year, with my senior year, I end up getting sick. Coronavirus starts. I'm not able to go have a commencement, and I'm finishing out my last month and a half of schooling through a computer screen and Zoom conferences and all that kind of stuff. Dom's senior year of high school, Dom, my brother, um, he, he had like four or five kids in his in his high school that committed suicide his senior year. And it's just, it's very ironic the way that the timing works out. And when you're aware, just in the sociology classes that I've taken, it's all the individuality that you think you have doesn't necessarily actually be specified just to you. Like there's not a, for everything that you think makes you unique, there's been something somewhere very similar that has influenced that in your life. And um, sometimes it feels like the world is so big, but then you come away from a situation like this and and you realize how insignificant anything that you would have done is or how significant everything was but i'm i'm trying to get through this with as good of an attitude as i can that's been the main thing for uh this whole year since i got out of the hospital and, and being that close to a situation like that i wanted to make sure that i i kind of changed my attitude around and put people in my life that I know are there for the right reasons and will help me um, in that regard. And it's, uh, I mean, I've played probably as many video games as you can uh, and, and tried to watch, keep myself busy on Netflix and watch that when I'm not doing homework and all that kind of stuff. And I'm still trying to figure out a routine down here when I first got back last Sunday, I wasn't was self-isolated and not able to come in contact with anybody the entire week. And, and that really shows you a different side of yourself. There was a couple of days where I didn't speak, like actually speak my voice until 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon just because there's nobody here. And um, I wasn't at the point where I was going to start talking to myself yet. In between you know, phone calls and, and yeah, we, when we were on quarantine over spring break, I'm not going to lie, it, w it was fairly frustrating just because when you have six people cooped up in a, in a house, it, uh, there's bound to be disagreements and things that you don't want to put up with that you end up having to. And now being back here, I don't, I, I honestly don't know which one is worse being quarantined with that many people in one small of a place or being quarantined by yourself where you have no contact with another person except through uh, some sort of interface with a screen or something. But now that that has been lifted, I'm starting to get out there a little bit more. I have been working out every other day. I'm, I'm kind of, the way that my routine is falling out at this point, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are the days that I get up at a reasonable time where I don't I don't necessarily wake up early just because I, I had to do that for so long as an athlete that I'd rather not do that anymore but uh, 
I get up at a reasonable time. Uh, Wednesdays we meet. I have my uh, like a teleconference meeting with my um, psychoanalytic stats class early in the morning, and then I go get my workout in. Um, been doing a lot of resistance band and body weight stuff, and it's in, it's impressive what you can get accomplished with just a park bench. Um, I know that a lot of people who listen to the show are into uh, fitness and working out like that too, just because it's it's one of the things that I like to talk about. It's one of the big things that I have going, especially in my life right now. Um, but last Wednesday, yeah, last Wednesday, um, decided to do a full body, like I'll, I'll call it a full body park bench P90X or whatever circuit. And just the one-legged, all you have to do is is sit and then just stand up and just use one leg to stand up and you'll burn, burn your quads very quickly. You'll get a big pump going as soon as you can and then split squats and resistance band curls, resistance band presses, rows, um, basically doing all that and then I finish all of my workouts and I'm probably going to end up doing this a little bit more daily now um but i just walk we have a big lawn out here and uh especially when i was isolating myself and not able to actually talk to anybody i swear i probably look like a psychotic pit bull roaming around a, a redneck's yard but we have a, a big lawn out here on the campus of western and i just do laps around there um normally go I either go until I burn about 500 calories or hit four miles, depending on what else I have to do that day. But today I hit four miles, and uh, I feel pretty good. Um, I do enjoy getting up and getting the workout in in the middle of the morning and then being able to do whatever the rest of the day. Um, Like I've already gone through my class, turned in some homework, uh, worked out, went and got lunch from the campus food services, which was good. Um, I'm just trying, I feel like the biggest thing anybody can do at this point, especially to help themselves out is just find some sort of routine. And I, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do have some days where I am pretty lonely and, uh, I mean, I just miss, it's incredible how loud silence can be when you're not used to it. And it basically happens every time that I come back from, I come back to school from being at home, just sitting alone in a dorm room. It's very loud how silent it can be sometimes. And that's kind of been the biggest thing that I've had to deal with is just, you know, sometimes when the silence gets to you and your anxiety starts to go a little bit, it can be an interesting situation to have to get yourself through. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I've had to deal with that and I'm starting to, I think, come up with a good system for myself to be able to push through and and all that kind of stuff. I know I'm going to finish. I know that I'm going to get it done and everybody's going to be fine. I have faith in in myself and I have faith in the people that I have in my life that we're all going to be fine and we're going to get through this just perfectly. Um, but you know, every now and again, I'm, there is some sort of an anxiety, not, not an anxiety attack, but just anxiety in the back of my mind. Like since it's so uncertain, it's almost an uncertainty, uncertainty is how I'm going to accomplish that. And that would be kind of where, uh, where I find the biggest problem being by myself is not knowing exactly what I'm going to do and not being able to control as much as I want to in my life. But I ha- I will say, especially in the last week, um, I'm sure plenty of people, especially if you're listening to this, because uh, I know a lot of my family are huge sports fans and Uh, It's the number three trending thing in in the U.S. on Netflix right now, but All-American. I got into All-American around this time last year after it debuted its first season on the CW. And uh, about 
three quarters of the way through season two. I'm not going to give any spoilers because I don't even know everything that's happening yet so far, but it is, uh, I, I've, I'm one of those people who went through the entire series of Friday Night Lights, uh, the TV show, when it was on Netflix, and I went through it in about a, in about a month. I went through seven seasons in about a month. And um, this is on the same level as that show, and I think it also kind of ties together Friday Night Lights and uh, Remember the Titans, which um, I know that that was the verses a couple weeks ago, and uh, I believe Remember the Titans ended up winning just because more people had seen it, but um, All-American is basically, it follows Spencer James, who is uh, is a African-American football player, and he starts off in uh, South, Ken- South Crenshaw in Los Angeles, and um, he gets an opportunity to go play for a guy who used to play with his dad. Spencer's dad has been absent for about eight years at the beginning of the show. And one of his dad's old teammates actually ends up being the head coach at Beverly Hills High School um, and gives him the option, if he wants to, to play underneath him, learn a little bit more about his dad and and go to a better school in Beverly that would probably set him up better for his future than if he would have stayed in Crenshaw just because of the resources that the Beverly Hills High School would have had. Um, meets a whole bunch of different people, and he's trying. He's struggling a little bit with the fact that he's an African-American in, in Los Angeles in a place where, I mean, I'm, it's no secret. There's been a ton of publicity about how the racial issues and the racial lines are drawn down there, and basically... Every black person that a police officer sees, they have to assume is in a gang just so that they can keep themselves safe along with trying to keep everybody else safe around him. So he does struggle a lot with the fact that he's not sure where he actually identifies more because he's smart enough to be at the high school in Beverly and he's smart enough to realize the privilege that he has to be in a situation where he can just go pack up his things and go to a a really good high school and play football for a guy that he wants to and they end up winning the state championship in the first season spoiler alert but that also came out about a year ago so if you don't know about that at this point uh i'm not going to take the blame for that but then season two is a kind of it just came out on Netflix. Uh, March 17th was the first day that it was on Netflix. And season three is coming up in the fall. It, it originally airs on the CW before uh, they put it on Netflix. But everything that I've seen so far from it, I mean, I, I'm obviously a little bit different because I'm going to watch something that's football no matter what. But this is something, like the football sequences are great. You don't think that they're actors not being able to do what they're actually doing on the field. And then the fact that they can make you feel as much as you do for some of these characters, whether they're good or bad. I mean, this is probably for a show that's not based off of a very creepy antagonist or protagonist, whatever you want to call Joe Goldberg from you. Uh, The show I was talking about probably two months ago now. I mean, we're, in March, and I was pre- I'm pretty sure I finished the second season of You on Netflix in January. But this is probably the creepiest antagonist that I've seen in a TV show in a long time. Um, in Tyrone, the one of the um, high-ranking blood gang members in his in from Spencer's neighborhood, and uh, you also feel for. You know, there's a, one of the guys on the team's name is Asher, and he was the star wide receiver before Spencer transferred, and um, Asher's life kind of exploded um, right around the same time that Spencer got to Beverly. So you feel his pain and the fact that he's having to try and figure out who he is and reestablish a relationship with his father um, while also trying to earn his spot back and, and be a good teammate for 
the Beverly Hills High School. Um, I highly recommend this this show. I think that if you're a fan of a, of dramatic stuff, and I think C, the CW does a really good job with their drama TV shows, um, their cinematic universe for DC is probably the best uh, live action iteration of DC characters. I mean, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so I'm, I'm maybe not able to speak too much on that, but I do think that Arrow and Flash have built them up a really good reputation. And then, um, like I said, I'm sure plenty of you guys already have been watching this and, and know what I'm talking about with All-American, but I highly, highly recommend watching both season one and season two. I haven't found a flaw really in this show yet, and it's one of those shows I explained it back when I was talking about you. Um, I enjoy TV shows where I can try and guess what's happening, but it does keep me on my toes a little bit, and I'm not always right. And All-American does that very well. Um, It sucks that we have to wait a whole another year for the third season to come out on Netflix. Um, But it's going to be worth the wait. And uh, I'll let you guys know when I finish this season... I'll probably talk about it on uh, the episode that's going to come out Monday um, because it's a sports show, so I can kind of tie that back in. And I'm thinking I'm going to get through all of this uh, by next week. I don't think that I'm going to be watching this next week. And when I do finish that, I'm trying to figure out what I will be on next. And, And right now I'm kind of debating on whether or not I want to uh, start watching pretty much the thing that everybody has been talking about on Netflix. I'm pretty I'm fairly certain that it is the highest rated show right now and that is uh, Tiger King with a uh, big cat guy uh, Joe Exotic and all of his his multiple husbands, apparently, and uh, yeah, so Tiger King, if you're not familiar, is a seven-episode documentary produced by Netflix, follows the life of a man who calls himself Joe Exotic. Not only does he own over 200 big cats on his private zoo in Oklahoma, but he is also accused of being involved in a murder-for-hire plot. The series has animal rights activists, a true crime plot, and some wild characters, pun intended. Lucky for you, we are recapping each episode. So, and that's on NBC Sports. Wow. You know it's a a dire time with sports when NBC Sports is releasing coverage of a documentary instead of anything going on in the sporting world. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. As a sports fan right now, it's a very dire time. Um, I know that it's not the sports show and I should save this so I have content to talk about for the episode that's going to come out Monday but the Wimbledon tournament in tennis just got canceled for the first time since World War II which is just abs- I think it's absolutely insane to think about um, the Olympics being moved back first time it happened in my lifetime too and I'm interested to see where all this stuff goes I think Netflix accidentally walked into a home run being able to release the Tiger King documentary while everybody's stuck at home. I do think that that's part of the reason why it's as popular and doing as well as it is. But um, I never got into making a murderer personally, but I do know that there was a ton of people who enjoyed it and thought that it was probably the best documentary series that they had seen in a while. I've watched some other documentaries on Netflix that are pretty out there. Um, Actually, since I got back, I just watched Q-Ball, the letter Q-Ball, and uh, that's about, um, apparently, I didn't know this, but San Quentin has um, intramural teams, and they have regular guys sign up uh, to go in and play basketball against the, they're called the San Quentin Warriors, because they're fairly close to the Golden State Warriors um, facility. And they go through a season of random rec teams coming in to the to the prison and playing them on their court and having all the other inmates and stuff watch them. And uh, they play all season 
and finish the year playing against uh, like rookies or uh, G League members of the Golden State team and some of their coaching staff and front office. And that was a really cool documentary just to see how because um, I've taken a few corrections classes and criminal justice classes with my sociology major and it'll really put a damper on whether or not you think that prison is the right thing to do for a lot of these guys because most of the time what happens when you arrest somebody and put them in prison they're just there to get worse get more indoctrinated into the life of crime and in the criminal world but they are actually um, in San Quentin they're actually doing something that gives them a little bit more of a not necessarily a shot at life, but it gives them something to work for and to be a better person for. So these guys um, that are on super long sentences, they have to be on their best behavior to be able to play on the San Quentin Warriors. And um, they have a, a coach. They have one guy who even all the Warriors coaches said, uh, I can't remember what his name was. I'm looking it up here. If you're not watching, then you can't see me typing on my computer, but I am trying to figure out um, who is who all of the inmates are that were on the team. Um, I can't... Oh, Harry Smith. Harry Smith um, is one of those guys that possesses a lot of natural talent and... Uh, they asked him, asked the Warriors coaches at the end of the documentary after they played their game who all they think could have an opportunity to go and play professional basketball. Because obviously Harry's, um, his nickname is the Phenom or the Phenomenal One. I can't remember specifically off the top of my head. But he is very talented and um, he was the one that everybody said has a shot to go to the pros. And as, as you know, sometimes it's just how life works out. Or maybe they were, maybe the camera crew or the documentary makers knew that he was about to get out. But he he had until the end of the basketball season for San Quentin, and then his sentence was up. So he actually played in the game, I think, three days before he was released. And uh, right before he gets released, he does uh, get a, a tryout to... Uh, the G League affiliate for the Warriors. Uh, the G League was going to have a um, tryout, and he got invited, which is really cool. And then you see the coach's name is Rafael Cuevas, and uh, his story was pretty pretty crazy. And, and this is where I go back and forth on this in my own head too. I'm not sure. I don't know if criminals, especially criminals in San Quentin, that's a huge prison, a very high-profile prison. I'm not necessarily entirely sure if they're just bad people or maybe they made one very, very bad mistake. It doesn't excuse anything that they did because uh, Rafael Cuevas, he's in San Quentin for murder. Um, his story, the way he told it, and obviously you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt there, but he grew up in a place where gang affiliation was pretty much a necessity to stay alive. And him and a couple of his buddies who were all in, I can't remember, I don't remember what gang he was in specifically, but they were all in the same gang trying to leave a San Francisco Giants baseball game. And uh, a group of people walk in front of him and uh, he almost hit him or something like that or he was waiting for them at the crosswalk. And one of them was really drunk and smacked the hood of the car and kind of tried to... Not, I don't think he was trying to punk him, but in that world, he got punked by somebody who doesn't have a gang to back him up. And since he was with all of his gangbanger buddies, he knew that he had to do something to make sure that he kept his respect, quote-unquote, and his street cred. So he got out and they started fighting, fist-fought him for a while. Then... Um, the way he said it is that he didn't necessarily show up with the intent to kill. But he pulled out his knife, 
stabbing him, I think, seven times. The last one actually hit right in the middle of the sternum, cut off the bottom of his heart, bottom of the guy's heart, and uh, there was no way that they could have saved him after that. So Cuevas is serving, a, I think, a 122-year sentence for that. But then there's guys, uh, the nickname of kind of like the old head. Um, don't ask me why I know that term. I just... I know a lot of useless shit that I probably will never need in in my real life, but I, for whatever reason, have hold, held on to it. But, like, the old head on the team and in the yard, is his nickname is Black, and he's in San Quentin because of the three-strike law, which I think is probably the worst injustice that ever happens to somebody is a three-strike thing, especially when you're in, living in a impoverished impoverished african-american neighborhood you get caught doing some stupid shit twice or you do some serious shit twice like you have a drug possession and you end up having a gun when you didn't have a permit for it or, or whatever and then the next thing you know the next mistake you make puts you in prison for 40 years i mean i'm not sure what black's first two offenses were but his third offense was he was in the same room as a gun. I don't even think that it was his. And then he's put up in San Quentin for the rest of his life. So, that I mean, I think Cue Ball is pretty cool. I, I'd recommend, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I'd recommend watching that on Netflix. Um, it's a huge time for all their comedy specials. Burt Kreischer released his special two weeks ago, Hey Big Boy. And that was really funny i've watched that two or three times and it's uh i was i'm a huge burt kreischer fan anyways i I love him from the joe rogan experience podcast and uh, uh his podcast that he does with tom segura who also released a comedy special uh his is called ball hog and uh both of them released specials they're super funny guys right in my wheelhouse of comedy where they're pretty irreverent and debaucherous but they're also pretty goofy, which, surprise, surprise, is kind of how I see myself. Uh, Chris Lee is going to be releasing a special soon. Taylor Tomlinson, I haven't watched her special, but I've heard uh, all the different comedy podcasts that I listen to. Everybody loves Taylor Tomlinson. So I'm, I'm sure that her special is, is just as good as the others. Um I am probably going to start getting back on Hulu um, and figuring out what I want to watch there. I know Little Dicky, uh, the rapper, excuse me, uh, just um, released a show on FX, and it's called Dave. Uh, Little Dicky's first name is actually Dave. And it's a mo- it's a show based loosely on his life. About the show, FXX's new series, Dave, is centered on a neurotic man in his late 20s who has convinced himself that he's destined to be one of the best rappers of all time. Now he must convince his closest friends because with their help, he might actually convince the world. Um, Lil Dicky's one of the most, I would say one of the most talented artists of this recent generation. Uh, he's a millennial. He's about a generation, he's a generation older than I am, um. But just a, a guy who's really funny and self-aware and really good at his art. I mean, he's a – if you understand and like rap, you know that he's very talented as a rapper. And uh, he's also apparently a pretty good actor. I've heard everybody so far has really loved Dave. Um, and that's It's on FX. Um, I'm not sure – when they air so the last one was march 25th so they come out saturdays um yeah they come out saturdays on fx uh they stream on fxnetworks.com and uh i think they also put it on hulu fx has their thing on hulu um so that's something that I'm probably going to get into watching again. I really enjoy Letterkenny. If you, um, if you're a fan of Canadian humor, and the way I gauge Canadian humor, humor, wow, humor. See what happens when you don't talk to people for a week and a half. 
then when you do start talking, you start making up words and shit. Um, but Canadian humor, like Strange Brew, um, that's kind of the main example that I go with. Um, Letter Kenny would be pretty funny for you for you to watch. That's also on Hulu. Uh, very very raunchy. Probably the dirtiest show that I watch. Um, that's live action, but it's very very funny. Uh, I'm a fair. I'm a pretty big hockey fan, and they play hockey, and um, they're just really some of the situations that they're in. Um, especially since I've lived in Gunnison for the past four years, Letter Kenny is I would say pretty similar to Gunnison. Um, that's pretty much why I, f- I feel like that show does as well as it does. Um, it started off as a YouTube miniseries, and now uh, they're eight seasons in, and they just got picked up by Hulu because their original network canceled them, and then Hulu picked them up and said, yeah, you're going to just continue to make episodes for us, and we'll just put them out on the platform anyways. That's where you get most of your listeners or most of your viewer- viewers. So, But, yeah, I mean, that is pretty much – the gist of what's going on so far. Uh, not gonna. We're not ending just yet, but we're wrapping up a little bit. Um. And now, I wanted to reiterate what I was saying at the beginning of this episode. If you're still watching, still listening, thank you for doing so. You guys don't know how much it means to me that people actually do download this show and listen to it um, every week and now hopefully starting to watch it. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen. Leave us a five, leave a five-star rating and review. Tell me what you like about the show. Comments on YouTube, like I said, will be open. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Center of Attention Podcast. Just Search Center of Attention and then turn the notifications on and you'll get a notification on your phone every time that a new video drops on that channel. And then uh, follow the Center of Attention Twitter page at COAPod73. That's uh, trying to build that up a little bit more. And then if you want to, follow my personal Twitter. I feel like I make some pretty funny jokes sometimes. Uh, that's at Jimmy Pilato. And then my Instagram is at Proud underscore WAP. And uh, that's where you can find me and keep up with me. And those are the best ways to get in contact with me. Um, If you own a small business and want me to promote you, I'm I'm more than willing to do that. And I don't necessarily need to be paid. if If you have a product that you think I would be able to use and you think I can endorse, um, I'll put the email that you can reach me at at the end of this episode and in the description on YouTube and the podcast notes on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Um, but reach out to me if, if you do have an opportunity like that um, or something. This podcast is made possible through Anchor and just wanted to give them a shout out, especially on the YouTube um, paid on the YouTube episode because they won't have the advertisement for Anchor. Um, it's pretty much the easiest way to make a podcast if you don't already know how to code and release one yourself. They distribute it to all the major platforms and they have creation tools if you're going to um, record on on your computer or your phone. You can record on your phone and put out a podcast through your phone and then you can see how everybody listens and right now ours is half spotify um a lot of people listen on apple podcasts uh, about 20 30 percent listen on apple podcast 12 on anchor four on breaker and six on something else and then it also shows where people listen from we actually i don't know if he's a i don't know if this person is a consistent listener but i have had a listener from the netherlands uh in Amsterdam, which is interesting, and then we have a lot of listeners in Colorado, obviously, and most of the Colorado listeners are in Gunnison, but uh, Anchor is what makes this podcast possible, so please, if you want to make your own podcast, go feel free to to go to anchor.fm slash new, and you can start getting your podcast set up. 
Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the microphone company. This microphone that we've been recording on for about a month, I would say, is the Yeti Blue Stereo Microphone. And um, I'm not the only podcaster I know that uses this microphone. I know uh, if you're a big YouTube fan, Cody Ko um, has a huge channel and he uses uh, this microphone in some of his videos. And um, my RD uh, for Res Life, Joel Kaskinen, also has a podcast called Shots on Goal. And um, he uses one of these as well. He's actually where I found the link to this on uh, Amazon. And um, my mom was gracious enough to uh, give this to me as a gift, um, trying to support the podcast as best as she can. So huge shout out to my mom, Stacy. Thank you for the Yeti blue microphone. And, um, hopefully at some point we do start getting some more sponsors and maybe I can start to treat this as more of a job. Cause I feel like a lot of people right now see it as a hobby and, um, it is a hobby right now, but it's also something that I'm very passionate about. So the more we can build this thing, the better and the more stuff I can do with this podcast. Um, I think the two episodes a week in the YouTube channel is going to be huge because um, with everybody sitting in isolation, people want to have something to watch. So now they can sit here and watch the podcast on YouTube if you so choose. If you want to stare at my ugly mug for an hour, hour and 15, hour 20, however long we're going to go, you're more than welcome to. I mean, I'm not sure why, but uh, you can you can do that now through the Center of Attention YouTube page. Kind of, that's pretty much it. I don't want to cut you guys short, but also I think we might be getting closer to just having all the episodes be about an hour since I'm going to be releasing two a week. Um, yeah, I think if you guys like the versus segments that we do and you have one that you want to recommend and, and we can put out and see who, uh, which side or whatever wins, uh, either direct message me, tweet at me, and just uh, or tweet at me in the Center of Attention Twitter page and put what your versus what you want your verses to be and um, I'll do my research on those topics give a, a good argument for both of them and then we'll let the rest of the listeners decide the rest of the stable of stallions uh, I love you guys and I hope that you all stay safe and healthy during this I'm, I'm going to call it it's it's a national crisis so hopefully everybody stays healthy and safe through this national crisis we're going to get through this we're going to be okay uh and until we can continue to go outside, like, subscribe, share this podcast, and I will see you guys the next time will be Monday, and that will be our sports show. Huge shout out to all the listeners and everybody who's been rocking with this show since it started and all the listeners that we're going to pick up and continue to roll with. Um, like I said, I love doing this show, so... Thank you guys for listening. This has been Center of Attention, episode 17, and we'll see you guys Monday.